You're listening to Virgin Control, Pound and Grain's digital news show. Quick, how many apps do you use on a regular basis? I bet that number isn't very high. For me, I check two to three social networks, some news, my email, food and ride services, but other than that, I'm using the web browser for the most part, which leads us to today's topic, apps. Before we go really deep into this topic, I should probably mention a few statistics. Currently, there are 2.8 million apps available on Google Play, 2.2 million on the Apple App Store, and just over a million on Amazon apps and Windows iPhone stores, as well as BlackBerry World. So when someone tries to tell you that apps are dead, do not listen. According to a report done by App Annie, 2016 saw a 15% increase in global app usage, and thanks to the Chinese market, app revenue is up 40%. Apps, and especially mobile gaming apps, are very much alive and thriving. In 2016, Americans spent $14.2 billion on or within apps, and by 2020, that number is expected to rise to $188.9 billion. From a monetization standpoint, there are actually a few methods being used. There's the standard app fee where people pay to download and use an app. And then there's the in-app microtransaction fee where you download an app for free but pay for additional features within the app. According to Statista, the mobile gaming microtransaction market is set to reach $105.2 billion in 2021. But they aren't for everyone. One reason the number of apps are on the rise is that a lot of companies and brands skip the step of making a mobile-friendly site and go straight to the app. It's not always wrong, but it's a risky decision purely based on cost. Oh, yeah, the cost. Apps aren't cheap, and typically range anywhere between 40 k and half a million dollars, and that's just for the initial build. This doesn't include maintenance or the dreaded operating system updates. Talking to you, iOS. Another revealing stat is usage. How many times have you downloaded an app, opened it once or twice, then completely forgot about it? The Apple App Store alone states that there have been over 140 billion downloads since the store's creation. But this doesn't take into account usage, which is really the important thing here. The list of app horror stories is a long one, but for every failed app like Halo, there's a success story like Uber. For every Google Wave, there's a Snapchat. It's not a one-to-one situation, but there are enough successful apps out there that companies see the potential. Which brings us back to the topic at hand. Apps have potential, but in each of these super successful cases, a lot of things need to be going right. Timing is huge. The marketing strategy behind the app's launch and subsequent plans to keep it top of mind, and probably the most important piece, is how the app fits into a business's overall growth plan. It's 2017. It's no longer just cool to have an app. It needs to have a great idea. It needs to have a strong plan. It needs cash flow. And even when all of the boxes are checked, your app needs a purpose. Welcome back to Version Control. <laughs> this is not Jackson Murphy. <laughs> really? Stop <laughs> treading on my intro, Scott. Uh, yeah, th- we're back. Version Control, episode 24. We're hitting our round table now. On the line, Theo is fabulous. Nick Kewen, how you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. Awesome. Uh, our faithful designer, Mark. Hey, man. Hey. And uh, the lovely Scott Liu, who lovely. loves hearing the sound of his own voice. Do not love the sound <laughs> of his voice. And I'm Jackson Murphy. This is episode 24. And our theme today is the wonderful world of apps. And not just, like, what are they? 
but like that would be what amazing. Is it? <laughs> what what are apps? It's, it's what you get to eat before the main course. I love apps. <laughs> like a good like nacho, yeah. maybe a wing. Yeah. Fun <laughs> fact: I I read this morning that wings are going to increase in price by at least ten percent this year. So uh, ten cent uh, wings are going to be eleven cent wings. I guess. Yeah. But good good math. It's garbage. Did is you that just like overall wings that restaurants always take a loss on wings? Apparently. Yeah. Really. It's yeah. Like a loss leader. Yeah. So how does like Wild Wings stay afloat? Beer. Oh, right. That's where you make them. <laughs> so you bring them in for the hot wings, and then you make them hot, Get so them they the drink beer. more beer, and then you make all your money. But nice. Wild Wing was the one that had the announcement of uh, impending crisis of wing prices of 2017. So we're in crisis mode for the wing eaters. That's not the apps we're talking about. That is not the apps we're talking about. We're talking about mostly mobile apps. And <laughs> mostly, but Most. sometimes like a deep fried chicken finger, <laughs> exactly. maybe a mozzarella stick with yeah. a nice marinara. Uh, jalapeno poppers. Um, Classic 80s. Maybe a zoo stick or what some <laughs> people call a zucchini stick. Yeah. Uh, but in the digital world, uh, what we are talking about today are the little squares on your phone that you tap when you want to do stuff. And I'm being extremely vague on purpose here because the wonderful world of apps is extremely wide open. They're doing everything these days. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is, as we all work in digital media, um, a lot of people are kind of at that stage where they're trying – a lot of our cl- a lot of clients are at that stage where they're trying to figure out, do we need an app and what is it going to do? Um, so we thought we'd, we'd chat a little bit about that to, to offer some, to, some insight and some personal stories around our app stories. And I think it's like, like a third wave of like app – apps like there's been waves of like oh my god i need an app for everything and then oh they stopped and then like oh i need an app for everything and then they kind of stopped i feel like we're in like another defining period where the metrics of engagement are you know of such where people think they need one but that they're evolved to a different space a different space like the apps for a campaign don't you don't roll out a brand new iOS app every time you roll out a campaign. Mm-hmm. There was no Kendall Jenner Pepsi app um, <laughs> when she did her big commercial a couple weeks ago. There's a lot of Kardashian apps out there. What do they do? I think they're games. I actually haven't downloaded anything. How but dare I, you, Nick? We have we have <laughs> we have done almost whole podcasts about the Kardashians and their app empires, <laughs> and you've just. Just thrown that out. All the good times we had together. I'm sorry, Jackson. It was all of this was built on lies. I haven't downloaded <laughs> yeah. a single Kardashian app, and I don't even ever intend to. But, but. you talk. I, I, I distinctly remember we did have an episode where we talked about them, like like you'd downloaded every single one of them. Uh, we talked about how I thought Kim at least was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I got in my Kardashian anything. I saw yesterday in a, sh- a short interview claiming that she is definitely over, um, like, commercial and um, um, n- not important things in her life anymore. And she was probably wearing a, like, $3,000 sweater and yeah. had probably, like, $5,000 heels on. So she's definitely over yeah. um, she's superficial a- things right now after her, her thing last year. She's living a pure life. Yes. <laughs> Minimalist. <laughs> Maybe that's what the app is. Zenfully minded. Yeah, they're like apps. They're I don't know how are we. How did you get us sucked into a wormhole? Of Kardashian <laughs> apps already, Scott. Because uh, to be honest, like no joke, they make a ton of money. 
Yeah. But what do they and, do? And that's, so I, I, again, this is ignorance on my part because I probably should have done a little bit of research on that. I'm pretty sure they're games. Are they not? Like, I think you like, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they have characters. games, but they're more like like an app of like content feed about them. So they do like like personalized, not personalized, but like special videos that you can only get if you're if you have the app and then there's like uh, other things that you can subscribe to from there. And they've, so they've monetized this. Yeah. Yeah. They, they rolled the, the whole clan rolled them out all at the same time. I think there's Kim Moji too. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I cannot even fathom downloading <laughs> that app. <laughs> well, what, that, well, <laughs> well, just not to take a, the, us on like a, a side tangent, but we're on the Kardashians and I did, um, I was listening to, a Gary V podcast. Shout out to Gary V. Uh, <laughs> is that our first shout? Have we done? Have we done shout outs to Gary V before? Anyway, not, he's not definitely enthusiastic. Yeah, <laughs> very enthusiastic. Gary, you're awesome. But he he in his daily V this week, he was talking with someone, and he said he his question was, "Do you know how much a paid Instagram or Snapchat from um, Kendall is right now?" And the person was like, no. And Gary Vee said it's estimated at $1.3 million. If she's going to email her 28 or 30 or 70 million fans, she can charge over a million dollars for that one little video. Which seems completely outrageous. Does not seem true, Gary, but he would know, I would think, of anyone. But that's yeah. like that's cr- crazy that they're, they just tweet once, not tweet, they snap once yep. to their... Millions of fans, and that's worth a million dollars, which probably makes sense because it's a huge number of people consuming that, which is why they have apps mm-hmm. that you pay for extra content because surely there's not enough free content <laughs> in the Instagram stories and Snapchats that you need a whole other app to deliver more content from their life. But that actually kind of brings up an interesting point, and that's the, this sort of notion of in-app purchases. So it's a, it's a different model. Um, where, you know, sometimes in, in some cases you're paying for the app up front and then whatever that is contained in that app, you kind of get it and, and you do your thing and that's it. And it's like a one-time payment. Um, or, um, there's like these little microtransactions, whether it's to get more content from the Kardashians or like we use all the time, it's like to order food. Yeah. It's, a, it's all this stuff is apps are generating so much money these days, purely based off of convenience. So what apps do you use? That you have that practical, <laughs> practical application. <laughs> uh, I think you know. I get. I use Uber. I ride. Get a lot of rides. Um, I use the food apps quite a bit. Well, um, you are the chief snack officer. I am. So. It's mostly for research purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's those two mainly that that I'm paying for on a regular basis. Um, I can honestly say that I actually have never bought an app though i've never actually done like the 99 cents in the app store and like been like that's cool i'm gonna buy that i totally full disclosure totally once crushed nine dollars and 99 cents of like smurf village bucks when the (laughs) smurf village app was a a thing because i was overgrowing the smurf clan and papa smurf was like (laughs) crushing my vibe so like i bought Nine dollars and ninety nine cents of real world Smurf bucks or whatever they Smurf berries. I think they're Smurf yeah. berries. <laughs> Sounds like a sound investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, f- I regret it to this day, and I, I actually am completely embarrassed even disclosing this on a podcast. But here we are. Do you still play that game at least? No, it's no. not even on my. Phone. It's just gone. Yeah, yeah. which is un- brings up an, a, on the other side of it. Um, I mean, how many times have you guys like 
opened up a free app or paid for it and played with it couple weeks not even and just forgot about it oh yeah i'm constantly deleting apps off my phone that i like installed a week ago well for my part i don't use that many i find i i do install them a lot because they seem like a good idea but they don't often offer very much flexibility um they're sort of like if it's a very specific job that you want it to do whatever yeah. that may be you can do that but aside from that i would just jump into the web browser and like if i have to look something up yeah for like sure that, yeah it's like it's just more uh pliable i suppose which is from a technical standpoint is a is an interesting point because what we do um when when we're sort of consulting with people who are thinking about um developing an app is our one of our first questions always is can this live on the web because if it can live on the web and it doesn't absolutely need to be an app on your phone and by that we mean like taking full advantage of the the physical technology of the phone it's really not there's no purpose in, act, in having it become an app. It could just be like a really cool thing to do on the web um, through your browser. I think the the key to the why the apps are the the maybe have an edge is that retention area of being able to message people um, like directly, where the web app can't necessarily seamlessly do that. Like it can't just like blanketly just like flip you out a hey, oh, this is happening kind of thing, where the apps can, like, send that if you've accepted them, which, like, there's an, it could be an incentive to do that. And the notifications. The notifications. Right. Like, that seems to be the, like, deal, the, the, the difference maker between the two worlds, and the retention is what's important. If people, you know, take the app, Smurf Village, <laughs> drop that 10 bucks, and then kablamo, they're gone. Um, that's what I think that the difference maker is. And I think just to bring us full circle back to Kim... For Nick. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think it's why you get the app for free, then you, uh, I've got it up in front of me, then you level up um, with a $2.99 a month subscription, um, which is a recurring transaction that will automatically renew unless you cancel your account. Uh, and that gets you like access to a special events and giveaways. Um, more content that you don't get if you just have the free version. Mm -hmm. So you get the like exclusive personal photographs and videos from Kim. Oh, I'm sold. Personal diaries from Kim. What? <laughs> Live streaming video and behind the scenes content. Behind the scenes of what? Exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. It's like you're behind the scenes of what? Um, and beauty tutorials, which also have separate um, in-app purchases for 99 cents. So you can get a uh, you know, here's how to do X, and it's 99 cents. So that's how I think they're monetizing, absolutely. Yeah, you can't really do that through a web app, per se. No. Yeah. Well, did, did any of you guys watch that South Park episode on freemium, where they did, and it was funny, because South Park, as they always represent Canadians as those these weird little guys. Tim and, and Philip. Yeah, and then, so they um, they had an episode once where they... They defined freemium as in games, and they said free means free, emium means no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you think about things like Smurf Village and the Kardashians and stuff like that, um, I think if, uh, if you're, in a, if you're in an app that's looking to make a lot of money, as long as you're up front with those things, I think it's totally fine. Um, as long as, like, because like you, you, free apps are great, and then you go in there and they're, you know, you think you're going to get a particular experience, and then you hit a wall, and you're like, "Well, you got to pay to get the stuff that we've been telling you that you're going to get for free." I yeah. think that's that's wrong. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what Nick, you said you you don't use apps a lot, but you do use some. Like, what what do you use? 
Uh, big fan of Waze. Okay, what's Waze? Waze is a, a traffic app that um, it uses data from all of its users to create the fastest way to get somewhere. I've um, had a couple of Uber drivers use it before, and it seems pretty pretty it's, solid. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily the most uh, economical route. Like you might you might seem like you're going on a ridiculous roundabout, but based on you know whatever traffic data it has, it is always the fastest way to yeah. get somewhere. So that that was pretty cool. Aside from that, sort of an example that I was thinking about from my simple life <laughs> of what I want from a simple app, you know, where I wouldn't, I don't want to jump into the web browser, is uh, this might make me sound like a grammar or something like that, but my I want a li- city of Toronto public library app where I'm just signed in, right, and it tells me that my books are going to be late and I can just renew them on that. You know what I mean? It's just simplicity. Sorry, uh, you take books out of a library? I do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's backpedal. What's a library? <laughs> Sorry, that example fell flat. But the idea that I'm that trying to say, a true, a true to life I just want it to stay simple. I want simplicity out of it. And if I want anything that's generally, if I want anything that's a little more complicated, I, again, I'll just search for it myself. And I think that, that to its core, that is that's the key and the big difference between successful apps and, and apps that fail. Because they all have mm. grandiose ideas, they all have big plans, but it really does come down to the simplicity and, and what, what people are trying to actually get out of it. So from your standpoint, you're, you're, there was a very simple, I want I to want to know. stay logged into this thing so yeah. I don't have to look at my stupid library number that's on my library card that's where I don't know yeah. that is. And uh, yeah, I want it to tell me that it's... These things are going to be overdue, and I want to just click renew. Simplicity wins always. Right. right. So if you guys, hey, might want to pitch to <laughs> Toronto Public Library. <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> There's yeah. definitely a need. Well, we know. We know that they're they're swimming in cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got some. <laughs> People are just like like knocking down the door to get into those libraries these days. They've uh, got enough of my overdue fees. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> What are how many what, what are we talking monthly overdue fees and what was the last book you checked? In? I'd say probably I spend you know not an incredible amount but probably thirty bucks a month, which is like I should just be buying the books in that case. You know they they do down like you can do the e reader books from them and then the book just goes away and doesn't charge you extra money. I want to library. hold a book. You're charmingly old school. I know. He's a purist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah I'm 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 weird. I'm like I'm. Mennonite when it comes to books. Is that in your Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mennonite when it comes to books. Nothing else. Swipe though, away, books. ladies. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Mennonite in almost zero other ways. <laughs> almost I think, zero. I think that the key insight, whether it's your library story, which I'm still not convinced that that's totally true, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up yeah, to, like sound, to sound cool. I think, what, what was it, episode 21 or 20 or 22, where you gave us some line about your like long, long-standing like, um, secret life as a manager at a fast food chain? Yeah. At Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on to you, Nick. I'm on to you. At least one of those things is true. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like to that point is about saving your your time and and making your life easier. Um, that's the the majority of winning apps. That's what they're whether it's Uber mm-hmm. or just uh, just eat. No, what is the one here? Fedora. Fedora. Um, that like give take out the hassle of of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had a bad experience. 
not a bad experience, but a broken experience because I thought I'd found the like handyman app in Toronto that you ordered things. But as soon as you place the order to get someone to come look at something, it devolves to them phoning you on the phone. Right, which you do not want. 100% do not want. Yeah. I want like drop a pin like Uber mm-hmm. and then like little handyman car comes to my thing, fixes whatever and goes away. And yeah. I don't have to like <laughs> talk to anyone on the phone. That's my pet peeve. I love how you listed the human interaction aspect as a devolution. <laughs> it's the broken part of the experience. Yeah, it's, it's actually, the worst. It's People taking worst. 10 steps backwards. Yeah, because they, they it's time consuming. Yeah. So it's it it some people want to talk on the phone. I absolutely 100% do not want to. Agreed. Yeah, it's the worst. If, I mean, if you're opening an app, yeah, like that's the whole point is to not have that phone call, right? Exactly. And I think I've been on the record over and over again. <laughs> no, how much that frustrates that's me. That's fair. Like the that, Uber guy you drop the pin, you know, you're standing exactly where you should be yeah. in front of the number and the guy's still calling you yeah. like, where are you? I'm exactly where I told yeah. you, use the app. Or they don't use the map, they like go all willy-nilly. Okay, so what? what's the number one app that everyone uses then? What's, one, what's a good thing? Uh, I think social networks are, are much better and more convenient on, on phones. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Agreed Obviously. with that one. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at Instagram on a computer? <laughs> uh, sometimes it doesn't work very for, well. Yeah, yeah it doesn't do work as well. To, yeah, it doesn't do it. It just is a repository of yeah. being able to copy and paste the embed into a web page. Yeah, basically telling you not to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're slowly like releasing features though. You can comment now and like yeah. stuff, but you can't like view who's following you and stuff. It's not. No. I don't think that's possible. Awesome. I mean, I, th- I I like having it as a purely mobile experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was, maybe we'll just go go around the horn. Like top three apps you think in terms of usage on a w- average week. Oh man, embarrassing enough, it is going to be Foodora, Uber Eats, and probably Instagram. Mm-hmm. Probably Snapchat, Instagram, and Tinder. <laughs> like just pure honesty. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I like the honesty. It's yeah. good. <laughs> I would say Waze. Uh, Instagram and probably Facebook Messenger. I actually use that a fair amount. There's a number of people that I, you know, talk to semi regularly that I don't even have their phone number. So I actually don't know why I pay Rogers for a <laughs> cell phone service anymore. Because they, they make you. No, like that's like yeah. I, I don't. I think a lot of people would be. That'll be another episode. But like a lot of people like me, mm-hmm. uh, I, if I didn't need the ability, if I didn't have to pay for the ability to talk on the phone, I wouldn't. Right. Well, you could. You could just buy a phone outright. No, but they no, but the couldn't. plan. Yeah. You can't just buy data. Right. The, the, all data mobile plans come with a telephone yeah. call. I mean, you could buy like a pocket Wi-Fi. I mean, there's going to be a one use case where you're going to need that phone. Like, yeah. In an emergency. Car breaks down. Well, no, whatever. because if you have data and whoever you're calling has Facebook Messenger or WeChat or... You're out in the... You're out in the middle of nowhere, Ontario. Jackson, does that happen to you very often? <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's worst case scenarios, end of days. And I, but I think you can always dial. You can always dial nine one one on like any cell phone, ever, right? Like even if it doesn't have a SIM card in it, you can. What? Dial, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I don't know if that's a maybe thing. not the SIM card thing, but I think you can be out of service and still dial nine one one. Interesting. So, that changes the plausibility of so many disaster movies. Yeah. Like, why don't they just call someone? <laughs> like, I'm out of service. That can't be an excuse yeah. anymore then. Mark says it's not. <laughs> no, that's happened 
in so many movies that I've seen where it's just like there's no explanation it's just like the cell phone doesn't work <laughs> damn fair enough okay <laughs> like everybody has a low battery and they're yeah. trying to conserve it constantly yeah. Yeah. why didn't you charge your phone this morning <laughs> that part is kind of real yeah like if anything's gonna be plausible 911 will work anywhere but people forget to charge their that's, phones yeah that's true Jackson you're up my my top apps top three top three apps are uh, I would say Netflix um, that's where I watch all my Netflix uh, the uh, iTunes podcast app is that a, an app yeah, I would sure. say so yep and uh, I would have said like Instagram maybe like two months ago but I honestly am kind of over it really yeah, like I, I just I, maybe it's the new algorithm. Maybe it's the, the like updates. I'm not, I'm, I'm not compelled to go in it all the time anymore. Okay, because you were team Instagram, like. Yeah, I mean, I still episodes. am, yeah. but just like it, it's not, it, it does not hit my top ten anymore. Okay, top ten even. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think probably I use Twitter more than than that because there's actual information and not just. Photos, Maybe I'm yeah. following the wrong people. And that could I be just, it too. I'm over it. Yeah. I find I'll go on like a following spree where yeah. I follow 200 people and then I don't go on Instagram because it was just like a mistake to follow all these people and then I have to like go back and unfollow everybody. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Same with faith, <laughs> Facebook, like too many groups you join and then like all of a sudden your feed is just pure buns and buns only. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. And memes. <laughs> well, what's, uh, what's an app that you kind of, you had high expectations of and it just didn't either didn't live up to something or you're just like, I don't need this anymore. I, I, I find like, like I have a love affair with like news apps and stuff when they first launch. And then I realize it's just, it's almost as bad as a newspaper. Like what was like, that one that we downloaded recently? Quartz. Yeah. I deleted yeah. that already. Which yeah. one? Like the, the, the messaging one, message the messaging one. one yeah. Yes. But they, I think like they have just a regular one as well. Okay. Um, but but I find like them with with retention and stuff like the New York Times, their news alerts are like often like behind schedule. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we're Canadian, so like that could be it. Like there could be something. Trump could do something crazy, and like fifteen minutes, you've you've been laughing at it in the office for twenty minutes, and then the New York Times is just like, Trump just did this, and you're just like, it's not helpful anymore. Like it just makes you this not old want news. To open. Yeah, yeah, like it's old news or fake news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both bad. Yeah. Like so, I, th- I find those ones. I have high hopes for them. You want to stay up to date, but I find that's why Twitter, despite all of the buzz of how annoying or bad or in trouble Twitter is, it still does the one thing that you need to if you're following the right people is like give you what you're interested in in like the quickest way possible. Is that what you do? You follow a bunch of news stations on Twitter, and that's how you get your news, or news and writers and okay. Lots of baseball stuff. People these, in the know. these days, despite the the doom of the Blue Jays season. Yeah, <laughs> early the doom. Still early. Oh, it's like 170 games or something like yeah. that. So. Yeah, but there are like six and 14 already. <laughs> like the, it is not. It's it's, it's over. Become, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming uh, a bit of a like. You, there's a hole. Once you've dug into it, it is hard to get back out. Fair enough. Uh, for me. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, you know what? It's, this is, is going to sound really weird, but I hate WhatsApp. Uh, I know it's like hugely widely used and everything. Um, Hate's a very strong word for now. Well, I was just I was just very very disappointed in it, um, and it might not be because of the actual app. I was just like very disappointed in the fact that when I got it, 
I was like, oh, now I can chat with all these all my friends who are on who are on Android, and in which case they just decided to text me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was a big waste, and I don't understand why it's so popular because it's, it does. I don't. I don't know. I don't it get it. Seems to be super popular in other parts of the world. Right. Like if you go to Mexico, it'd be like a lot of cab services or. I don't know. Just like they'll just have listed their WhatsApp number and the, yeah. or WhatsApp. I don't know. We even know what it is. Your yeah. handle, pin, or I guess. Yeah. whatever it is. it is. I don't know. Yeah. I was just really disappointed with that one. Um, you know, I, for me, I had a lot of hype, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be really cool." And I find myself using Facebook Messenger more, the just iMessage more, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just to me, it just added to like the 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 jumble. Like all of the messaging apps yeah. that I'm trying to juggle at this point. Yeah. Almost no one that I know here in Canada seems to use it. Mm-hmm. My friends abroad do. I don't know why. It hasn't picked up steam here. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Well, like, well, yeah, like WhatsApp was bad. Like, that just wasn't like a, a thing that was happening for me either. And like, Facebook Messenger is so much better. I think the point of WhatsApp was like to have like cross country communications too. Like, that was like Nick's friends. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's my problem is I just don't know anybody outside of my six block radius. But now, but now, like when you go you traveling, like you, you meet people and you like add them on Facebook and then you can start a Facebook messenger group. Same thing. Yeah. So what app do you like? For messaging? No, for in general. In general? Tinder? <laughs> it's got one purpose and it serves it really well. It does. It, makes, it makes my life easier. I have to talk to people at bars. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You can't laugh at me because you don't like talking to people. I know. Fixing your your washing machine. <laughs> That's true. If there's one thing you can say about Tinder, it has nailed simplicity. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got one like one function. It's trying to add new things like my anthem, but oh yeah, your Spotify. Yeah, it's like, but it I don't even use Spotify. Like well, it's an option. Like you could again, you can keep it simple as yeah. you can keep it as simple as you want. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There's really it nailed that. Yeah, they sure. nailed it. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. It's a common thread with these successful apps is the simplicity to it. The more things that these 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 apps add to, the more complicated it gets, and it just uh, to me it just kind of turns you off. It's like it seems like so much work now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of what like there's somewhere that, like they're constantly trying to get you to fill in your profile and stuff like that. Yeah. So and, and I, I just it's just frustrating to me because it's kind of like I I. I this whole thing is supposed to be easy and quick, and you're making it difficult. Yeah. Can you get? Uh, I want to know. I want to know if you can get the map. Can, <laughs> can this app write the perfect Instagram caption? So this British guy Love has this. created this app that will apparently write a caption for you if you happen to be short on creativity. Um, and this is a quote from him. Also, he was on a show called Made in Chelsea, which I've never heard of, but maybe you guys have. It was a reality TV show. Apparently, British people like it. Mm. Oh, Things is, British is, people like. Yeah, exactly. His mom's name just isn't Chelsea? No. <laughs> 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 Nailed it, Scott. <laughs> Apparently, it's about rich people in London, but... Copy mm, that? Yeah. Who's Chelsea, then? <laughs> Focus! Focus! <laughs> I need to know. So this guy claims, at least, I used to have a long note going on in my iPhone that I'd update regularly with caption ideas, and everyone would ask me to caption their photo. People would text me photos all day long asking for <laughs> caption ideas. It just got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to build a visual recognition system and, and embed machine learning to solve this problem in a more scalable way. So... 
I want this right now. I'm, that, maybe that's, that's really maybe my, that's what I don't like about that, Instagram is that I have to like do work. Yeah, no, okay. that that makes me sad. That's so, taking our job, Scott. It is. <laughs> Some examples: this writer that was testing it took a picture of of his cat, and it gave Classic. a quote: "If we treated everyone with the same affection we bestow upon our favorite cat, they too would purr." By Martin Delaney. Oh, so he's not writing them. He's just like grabbing quotes that are appropriate towards the Well, the image. robots do it. No. Right? Okay, so you get to, uh, you scroll through possible examples. Other examples suggested were, in quotes, cat vibes, <laughs> cat game too strong, <laughs> and cat AF. <laughs> so, <laughs> All of those are pretty damn good. I mean, I, I, I like. I feel like a, a machine learning cat Instagram feed, just spitting out pictures and and things. That's what we should work on. I so. want to challenge it though. Like, yeah. I want to go up against that machine if you build it. Well, I will out cat Instagram and cat Instagram <laughs> machine. Well, it'll learn from you. That's the thing, man. I'll yeah, let it learn from me. I'll yeah, let like it cave. Well, you'll I'll have trick to. It. Yeah. you'll or have to up it by learning from it as well. Yeah, because it'll. You can't be fully against it. Yeah, I know. Cat AF. I mean, come on. It's just. <laughs> I know that's a high Pence, bar. Pencils down. You're done. Done. <laughs> How do you go past? Problem that? solved. Yeah. Also, the app is called Rubric. Rubric. Great name. That's good. Moving on. Moving on. Mine's just a quick announcement. Um, Uber Eats and McDonald's are teaming up, starting in Florida. Finally. Um, yeah. So. Wasn't McGruber already a movie? McGruber. McGruber. Oh, oh that was really show. funny. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah. No, that was a ten out of ten. It was. We were slow on that. That was our fault. Yeah. Okay, maybe Scott's got a shot at that battling the <laughs> yeah. machine learning caption guy, but I still want to see uh, this head amazing. to head. I think a head to head Scott versus the machine sounds like a great <laughs> thing that we could do at some point this summer. Oh, really so good. Uber will deliver you the McDonald's, Correct. which will vastly cut down the uh, block and a half from our office Correct. to the McDonald's. <laughs> it's very important. So diabetes yeah. rates yeah. skyrocket. Yes. Yes. But I, th- I think McDonald's delivery is only not a thing in North America. Yeah, they had it in Australia when I was there. And they I had it in Southeast Japan Asia. when I was in there. There was yeah. like like an army of McDonald's scooters. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, an entire army. Yeah, wow. just like going down the every street. morning. Yeah, like because they all parked in the same spot and they all like heavily branded McDonald's scooters. Yeah, and why is it taking so long here then? I don't know. I guess because they're Cause waiting for Uber to c- do the work. Because there is one like every twelve feet. Yeah, yeah just maybe that's what it is. Lack of lack <laughs> that of need. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think our our delivery game has not been on point in the in leading up to where we are now in life in North America. Scott, hit us. All right, so my digital pick is isn't necessarily like an app, but it is news about Instagram. And this week, Instagram hit seven hundred million users. Dang! So <laughs> what that is means is it is literally twice the size of Twitter. They have twice the amount of users than Twitter. Why are you picking on Twitter? I'm not picking on. I'm just stating. Just giving you some facts. Just a little bird. <laughs> Hot takes. Um, a little while ago, they got uh, there was a bunch of news where Instagram Stories came online, and it was like in competition with Snapchat Stories. Instagram Stories, on its own as an as a feature in the application, has 200 million daily active users. Whoa. Um, which honestly com- and literally compares to Snapchat's 161 million Whoa. daily users. So Instagram Stories is now crushing. Snapchat stories. You're right, Jackson. It happened. It happened, Ever, and then happening. I got bored. <laughs> yeah. Coincidence? Ever since Instagram stories came on board, Snapchat's uh, growth has sunk 
a slowed 82%, Whoa. which is in the last four months. So they're, they're calming right down. Um, and the weird thing is, is that, or not weird thing, but the interesting thing is 80% of all Instagram users are not in the US. I mean, that counts us here in Canada, but you just kind of think that they use it a lot there and a ton of people in Brazil are using it. It's a, it's a globally huge app. Cool. Um, which I thought was really cool. And the really, so another, another fact, um, there are now, uh, there are now a million active advertisers just on Instagram. So not, not necessarily paying through Facebook, like doing the, the, the duo payment, but just on Instagram, which is a huge number. I've noticed and they've ramped up lately. Definitely. Oh, yeah. um, and this is the coolest thing is that who knew, but Instagram has been around for six and a half years. Wow. It's Ooh, and people dinosaur. are still using it like crazy. <laughs> so apps are working. <laughs> definitely. That one is. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott's second pick that he graciously <laughs> gave to me was Feel Good Digital Pick. Um, um, surprisingly about Samsung. So Samsung Italia, the Korean company's Italian uh, team, um, created an app on the Samsung phone, obviously, <laughs> on Google Play, coming to iOS later, um, called Wemoji. Um, so sounds ridiculous. But what's really interesting about this, and I think this is an, another way that apps can can break through and do something uh, useful for people. So this is um, something to help people with aphasia, a neuro neurological disorder affecting language um, in people's brains. So they often have difficulty speaking, reading, and writing. They, they understand things, but the speaking and, and reading part um, is really difficult. So what they've done with this thing is have this kind of emoji-to-text translation system. So you and your friend affected with that disease, you can um, type out and it'll send an emoji to them that they can understand. And they can respond with an emoji when it comes back to you. It's in text, so you get exactly what they're meaning. And it's like the app's preloaded with hundreds of kind of phrases and stuff that are, are, are really important huh. um, and really helps with the conversation. So I think it's an interesting way that an app can flawlessly help people communicate. Mm -hmm. So I think it takes the best of the social um, and the communication part of apps and then puts that little spin on it. So yeah. I think it's a nice little story and I think that's how people might be able to innovate in apps a little bit more. And Scott graciously gave that to me <laughs> to share with you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How's our time? We have one minute. Well, Before that sounds like we get a bonus pick. Bonus Unless we overlapped. No? No? Awesome. No, no overlapping. Uh, okay, so. Bonus pick. Bonus pick. Here we go. Bonus Popular snack brand Doritos and Marvel Studios are partnering for a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack rollout in which your bag will play songs for you. The, the, the chip bag. It's, it looks like a little tape deck in, in the bag, in the bag. And yeah, you put your headphones right so into the questions. bag. Was Doritos the company that did the, the drunk Uber bag thing. too? It was like, Tostitos. What Tostitos? Are they Tostitos. Own? Yeah. It's all Frito. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. They're owning chip tech and I'm frankly shocked CSO that you did not bring this one. Up. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, somebody did send that to me. I hadn't clicked on it yet. I was you waiting, missed out on a I was huge waiting for a good. I, the the title insinuated that that's what it was. I, I was like, but there's no way they're gonna put a tape deck <laughs> in, a, in a chip bag. Was well, not actually a tape deck. It just looks like a tape. Yeah, deck, as I understand. Does it, it play through speakers, or do you have to plug headphones in? Just headphones, I think. But of course, you could 
attach external speakers if you really want to. And it plays 60s and 70s pop, R&B, funk, country, and rock hits. Such wow. as Parliament's Flashlight, Fleetwood Mac's The Chain, and Silver's Wham Bam Shangalang. <laughs> <laughs> sure. This, that's tech, crazy. Chip tech. I, I mean, like, I know Scott's been working behind the scenes on a real great pizza tech article. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It'll, it'll be dropping soon. Um, if anyone wants to publish it, give us a ring. <laughs> Shameless. Wow. It, it also features a David Hasselhoff song. Yes. Called what? Guardians Inferno. No way. Is that, is is that, that a special song for Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy? I don't know. The Hoff? Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Making a comeback. Yeah. I think, like, great picks, great little session of picks. We should hear the Hoff song. To play us out. Absolutely. Out and dirty with a Procyon loader. Got no people skills, but he's good with motors. That weird thing by his side, an infantilized sequoia. The two of them walk by, people say, oh boy. And now for Jackson's final thoughts. I was working on an app a few years ago and had the pleasure of working with a veteran of the video game business. He said over and over again while we were working on the project that making video games is hard. An amendment to that, in a Forrest Gumpian way, was clear as day as we were finishing up that project a year and a half later. Making apps is also hard. We chat with our clients a lot about apps these days. It often starts by offering that same advice. Making an app is never easy. If you take into consideration all the blood, sweat, design, pixels, and code that go into making each one, and then running the gauntlet of navigating the App Store process, which Apple, you know, has its own rules and regulations, plus the ongoing maintenance above and beyond what you experience on a website or a web app, and the expected but still surprising costs of keeping up with operating system and device updates long after launch. And apps are more a labor of love than a tactic you can completely rationally choose. Now, having said all that, there are still rational, tactical, and really strong utility reasons for making an app. Clients needing ones to support their products, ones for airlines, banks, social media, transportation, dating, food, apps for generally getting things done make total sense. That's not to say that there isn't going to be strong data to support why someone could make a web app versus a native app on a phone. Native apps just feel different. Hard to explain as it's kind of a feel thing. A little bit like the Force. Apps just have a different feel than their web app friends. It's not so different from the 80s beta versus VHS debate. Am I dating myself? They essentially do the same thing, but they just feel a bit different. With 24% of apps abandoned after just one use of the app, it's really high stakes, requiring a whole new effort to keep your app users engaged and coming back for more. Retention is just another huge part of your communications mix. Don't let all these topics or challenges scare you away. Apps in whatever their form are a great way to experiment, innovate, and make people's lives better. Today's app game is really about finding an insight or user problem and solving it digitally. At the end of the day, an app is either your core product or an extension of your products. Apps need to have that value in mind or it becomes one of the apps on the third page of your home screen in a folder labeled stuff. Sorry, Big Brother Canada emoji keyboard app. We had some good times for that 45 seconds and that one text thread that one time. 
but I never talk to you ever again. I love you.